You're listening to the All Elite Podcast, your favorite AEW fan podcast for in-depth analysis and discussions about the number one growing brand in professional wrestling today, All Elite Wrestling. This podcast is broadcast live on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch on behalf of the No Holds Barred Network. The network is your source for wrestling interviews and podcast content featuring independent wrestling and AEW. Also, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. So sit back, relax, and interact in the live chat. Enjoy the show. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the All Elite Podcast right here on the No Holds Barred Network, your source for all wrestling podcast content and more. I am your host of the All Elite Podcast. I'm your self-proclaimed greatest host. My name is Kyle Masters. I'm always joined by my co-host. She is the EVP of Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen of the Indies, the Lady of the Light Tubes. <laughs> That's Tiffany. And today we are joined by a third guest again. Here on the Revolution Review Show, we are joined by our good friend Kimmy from Kimmy Talks Wrestling. What's going on, Kimmy? Hi, guys. Kyle, I hope we don't get too heated, you know. Okay, don't I've, change I've, on I've me. put our feud on hold for today. How about that? Oh, I like that. I mean, I don't have my kazoo here, so. I don't have my shame bell here. Well, I lied. It's right here, but I'm not going to pull it out. <laughs> Better not. Hmm. I'm not going to shame t- and t- no. That goes for you, too. I won't shame you, either. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna chill today. So, like, hold on a second. Let me get the pillow. Oh God, just, just gonna get comfortable. I'm gonna get the blanket. Okay. Oh, she's ready. Oh, and there goes the microphone. She gone. It's out of here. All right, here we go. All right. You guys take over the show today. Okay. Good night, Tiff. <laughs> oh boy. Tiff sleeping on the podcast. What else is new? Where else is next? But guys, welcome to the Ollie Podcast. It's usually where myself and Tiff talk about everything in that AEW world, from BTE to Dark to Dynamite, everything keeping you guys up to date with what's going on in that AEW world. We do it all right here on the podcast. And today we're doing our Revolution Review Show, talking about last night's event, which was, uh, I guess you can say, a roller coaster of things happening on this pay-per-view. There's a lot to talk about and a lot to kind of dissect which we're going to do in the podcast. And today we got Kimmy joining us. Uh, big fan of Kimmy's, meeting her through the wrestling community, through the Bob Culture podcast, becoming good friends. Told her I'd get her on. So now we're going to get her on for this podcast. So thanks for coming on, Kimmy. Talk some AE dub. Um, so, in terms of, I guess, we usually do this with our review show. We kind of review first off. Um, Tiff is our, is our picks. So, yeah. me, Tiff, we usually have like a thing going on with our picks back and forth and uh so tiff we tied boo i hate ties <sighs> i hate okay. ties this is what always happens though the last like two years worth of this shit yeah is that we tie a lot well let's be real here 
who's the real queen here? Okay, I'm not going to say I'm a queen. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me put my crown back on. So even though like we're tied, okay, I am the queen of winning every year. Sure. So. Whatever. I'll let it's you have okay, it. Kyle. I'll let you have it. But uh, okay. a few things out of the pay-per-view to make note of um, that we want. I, w- I want to... Uh, take away from the uh, conference call with Tony Call last or Tony Khan last night. Tony Khan, not Tony Call. Tony Khan. Tony um, Call. Wow, new name. Love it. So a lot of interesting things were said on the conference call uh, in the scrum last night. Um, one thing was that, uh, Darby was first up on the media scrum, so he actually said that he was up for nights and was heavily involved and in, about everything for that cinematic match. So it was all Darby. Um, which is, it, it, he says, he mentions he dropped out of film school and this was a test for him. And Ricky Starks helped a lot as well. So Ricky Starks and Darby were the brainchilds in that crazy, awesome cinematic match, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul White was next. Uh, he says he watched the whole show backstage. Uh, he was really impressed with the tag team battle royal, he said, and thought uh, that Christian Cage looked like a star in a, or, sorry, Brian Cage. Look like a oh, star hi. in the cinematic match. <laughs> I don't Sorry, now we have two cages. Around. We have two pages. We're just going to have everybody with the same last name. It's just yes. going to be like, that's what's how it's going to happen. I saw um, there was like a joke going around about Brian Cage and Kristen Cage being father and son going around. <laughs> God. What the heck? Um, well, Hangman said in the conference call, too, that him and Ethan were cousins. See? <laughs> we're all related. So Kyle, are you related to me? I don't. I'm, my last name is not your last name. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, Paul White says he actually hasn't seen a locker room with so much positivity in a long time. Um, he says Tony Khan understands that he wants to stay involved in in the community uh, community projects he was doing in WWE. Now he has more freedom to do more movies, TV, and community projects as they're. Uh, there's a smaller roster competing for those spots. So I also seen like other reports that Paul White says that this, the backer, the, the locker room environment is so laid back and so much fun that he, like it, it's, he compared it to Darby. He says like Darby is a very cutthroat locker room and there's not really much fun going on. And he said he hasn't seen something like this in a very long time, which is, it just says a lot about what actually goes on behind the curtain and, you know, because really, no, you don't really. No one knows what's going on behind the curtain except for the wrestlers. So that's a good insight uh, by by Paul White. Um, he said he would love the team with Billy Gunn and Jericho again. Man <laughs> uh, wants to work, but he want. But he says he wants to work with Lance Archer, Wardlow, and Luchasaurus. Ooh. Uh, so meaning working like as in wrestling too, and then also wants to work with them to teach them the ways of how to be a big guy in the wrestling business. So. That's that's really I mean I, I said that from day one when we were talking about Paul White last week that he's a good hand to have for the bigger wrestlers that AW has he's the, the bigger wrestlers are gonna learn from Paul White in a good way so I'm excited for that um, he actually said that Vince McMahon called him Paul White and congratulated him and wished him luck with signing with AEW that's I'm like whoa that's actually a big step for for Vince so good on him um yeah so there's the thing with hangman saying that him and Ethan Page are you know cousins <laughs> uh hangman talks about the loss to Brody uh, the bro- loss of Brody Lee 
Um, he was honored to be part of uh, part of that and knows that there was a lot of people who deserved to get the honor uh, to get to honor Brody and didn't get to. Um, yeah. I'll get a fast forward here to what Tony Khan said. So he says that Moxley and Omega are both safe and healthy after that match. So no serious injuries, which, you know, it's a it's a good thing because yeah. they, these guys literally like beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it with that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that. Uh, yeah. Um, he says that Kenny Omega is this is so this has been the talk of the town the, the like last half day today. He said that Kenny Omega's master bomb plan was a dud in that uh, because he drew the plans with the crayon in the, the, the napkin, whatever that was that was going around. And I'm like, oh, OK, maybe not make a story out of it. Maybe just kind of come out and say, yeah, you know, it happens in wrestling. If there's botches, we screwed up. We'll move on from it. I kind of feel like they could have just, just just done that. Don't make a story out of it. Because yeah. then you're just everyone knows what happened. They know it's not a story. They know Kenny Omega didn't build the freaking. Match. You mean Michael Nakazawa did it? Yeah. Okay. This is what I was hoping for on BTE. <laughs> I was like, okay, why didn't they show Nakazawa like building the freaking ring with the oil? Just yeah, like and on then the actually. Road. Damn it! I thought Michael Nakazawa did it. That like, was like shit. a that was like a prime opportunity. Hopefully, they're gonna do it on next week's BTE. I know. It was tough to film BTE in like that 24 hour, less than 24 hour span from like the end of Revolution to, you know, 12 o'clock today. So, um, anyways, uh, Tony Khan said, uh, um, he reacted that with John, what John, what, what John Monkey said post show. So if no one caught what John Monkey said post show, um, he, he said, Kenny Omega might be a, a bad son of a bitch, but he can't build an exploding ring worth of shit. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that's good, and it, yeah. it made the fans at least happy because apparently there are a lot of fans that were pissed and screaming yeah. refund, and I'm like, come on, really, you're gonna let that little botch ruin the entire event for you? Like, I thought that laughing. I was like, no, that's funny. I was like, I don't know why everybody got so mad. The like, sparklers I got me. I thought someone was coming out. Uh, I thought that was a gag, and someone was coming out. <laughs> like, I was looking at the stage, going, okay, who's coming out? Who's screwed? Who, who's who, who, what's going on here? Anyways, um, Tony Khan also said he hopes Maki Ito, uh, or we hopes to see Maki Ito often. So that's a good thing. Um, I'm not going to go over the Christian thing. Um, there was something else that he said I wanted to bring up. Um, oh, he said it has a feeling that the women are going to main event Dynamite very, very soon. He was very excited to answer this, indicated that we're going to be seeing a lot of improvements to the women's division in the next several weeks. So that so, is a big thing. I feel like it's definitely been better since uh, 2021. We've really been getting a lot of hard hitting and it's got all the different styles and like, mm-hmm. oh, even, even the pay-per-view last night, you uh, know, it's, did, it's just, it's been so much better than yeah. what it's been. He did really speak highly of JD Drake, your boy. So I guess they're, they're really high on him. So where you can expect to see JD Drake a lot in the, in the upcoming future. Him. Um, him. Some sort of sad news with the women's division. If you guys have been wondering where uh, Big Swole has been, apparently she's actually been battling Crohn's disease and has oh. been sidelined as a result of that. That's why they kept her out of the tournament. So um, hopefully she's battling through that and getting better. So hopefully we see Big Swole sometime soon. Um, I guess he says, Tony Khan says the finish of Revolution will also be addressed at Dynamite this week and he compared cool. to Kenny Omega hammering like Garth on Wayne's world. <laughs> oh but uh, 
you know, just the overall thought of the pay-per-view um, definitely wasn't... And I, me and Tiff will be... We be critical in the times that we need to be critical. We try to stay as positive as we can with this podcast, with AEW, because there's not a lot of podcasts out there that like to... When they talk about AEW, they like to stay positive. From what I listen to, and I try to gather a lot of the top podcasts out there to talk about AEW, it's a lot of negativity. Me and Chef tried to be the opposite of that. We try to be positive, but when there is negatives, we will talk about it. We don't just, you know, say screw the negative. We're gonna talk. We're gonna try to make it as positive as possible. When it's something's positive, we talk about it. When it's something's negative, we talk about it. And you know, this wasn't their best pay per view. They've had better. What? This wasn't their wow. best pay per view. No, it was not. This is where you, you and me, you and me disagree on this. You thought this I was thought their best was the best out of every pay per view they've done. You I thought this best. was the best. I didn't say that there was their but best, what, but that's I think exactly it's been what one I just of their said. Upper, upper, like, damn, like. But Tiff, that's no. exactly what I just said. I said no, this is not I their took best it as that you meant. I thought you meant like overall in general, like, but you this know. wasn't their best pay per view they've ever done. This is not number one. This is not when you look at all their pay per views that they've done so far. This is not number one, okay. at all. Because the hell out of it. Because the the beginning was good, the end was good, the middle seemed like a special episode of Dynamite to me. I didn't get any pay per view vibes at all. Wow. It felt lackluster. Like I it, something was 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 I was not feeling it. Nothing was like they were good matches, but like it did nothing for me. It, it almost yeah. felt like an di- episode of Dynamite. Just so you guys know, this was probably like one of the first pay-per-views that me and Kyle were not corresponding. So everything that he's saying right now, like I'm shocked because like we did not talk. Yeah. So we haven't had a chance because there's been a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But so overall wow. thoughts of the pay-per-view. We'll, we'll start with that. Then we'll go into match by match. So your overall thoughts of the pay-per-view. I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of the pay-per-view. I think I think, again, like I say, I always talk about the whole thing with um indie wrestling made me a better fan in general uh i went in with this pay-per-view with kind of like no hopes i think that a lot came out of it that it started building a lot of storylines to move forward finally i mean i really enjoyed the pay-per-view like a lot Mm -hmm. so i'm like surprised and i know like everybody's like there was a lot of bad and negative on social but it's like you just can't please everybody like we joke around the other day we're talking about dynamite that i'm praying to the light tube gods yeah i would have liked to see light tubes to me that wasn't as much of a death match than compared to what i'm used to watching in death matches but i enjoyed the hell of it i laughed at the ending too i know like people are mad i don't know i didn't get mad (laughs) (laughs) near my i was laughing again i was laughing the sparklers I was like, look, I don't have any PTSD. There was no snow. Thank God. Cody didn't win. So I don't know. I guess I was really focusing on all that stuff that I didn't. I wasn't mad at the pay-per-view at all. So (laughs) I enjoyed the hell out of it. Kimmy, overall thoughts of the pay-per-view? So I agree with both of you in different senses. I enjoyed it as a whole. But I agree with Kyle. It definitely is not one of their top. I felt like a lot of matches were a bit too long, like especially the women's title match and Hangman and Hardy went forever. And I yeah. was like, really? Like, come on. We that's need what I mean. They, they tried to make it pay-per-view level. And that's yeah. that's where the I, problem I, is. That's where you run into that problem. And that's where I'm sitting here going, okay, like you guys are going too long just to try to make it a pay-per-view type match. But it right. doesn't come across as a pay-per-view type match. It just comes across as a long dynamite match. 
okay i agree those senses like little things but i mean it didn't really ruin the pay-per-view for me so i guess like again like like kimmy said as a whole i enjoyed the hell of it yes can i sit there and nitpick little things about it of course that because we all are gonna do that you know yes it wasn't their best overall because i think we probably can go back to all in because with how this all started, maybe yeah, and the me, all like, you were at too was probably a really good all out, example. All last out, year's revolution, I think, was better know? than this one. I don't know, like the stories I last year. I guess John right Moxley now, winning the title, MJF and Cody story coming to an end. You had the greatest tag team match ever on paper at Orange Cassidy's wrestling debut. There's four amazing things that happened in last year's revolution that will overshadow whatever happened on this show. Okay. I mean, again, like I said, I just move forward. I enjoy the hell out of this pay-per-view a lot. Uh, again, yeah, there's little nitpicking things that that I can do, but as a whole, like, I really enjoyed this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It was good. Well, some, some people will let it ruin their day. I've seen comments where, like, people are just like, you know, screw AEW. I'm not watching ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, if you don't want to watch. Because yeah. one little thing. Right. <laughs> The thing I try to remember, too, is AEW only has four pay-per-views a year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, our expectations for Double or Nothing is, like, kind of here. So I feel like we can only go up from here. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So we'll go now. So our overall thoughts of the pay-per-view. We'll go now match by match. And I actually have our predictions up here. Right, let's Just do it. Pull aside here. Um, so I'll start in the in the order that we did our predictions. Is that How about that? That's, uh, okay. that's a good idea. That's fine. Um. So start the buy-in, and the buy-in, um, we were talking about it on the predictions, asking, like, okay, like, if there's talk of uh, Rebel, not Reba, but then Britt calls her Reba again on stage. So I'm like, hey, what are we calling her? Is she Rebel or Reba? <laughs> like, uh, the like, Tony Khan said on the, on the podcast last week saying that, you know, no, it's Rebel. We're calling her Rebel. Brit comes out in the pre-show, calls her Reba, and I'm like, but it's like you and me we we, on this podcast. We call Rio Rio, you know, that's like our thing. So that's Britt Baker's thing. Let her live her best life, okay, mm-hmm. Kyle? <laughs> like, anyway, so uh, Britt came out first, and uh, I guess we saw like uh, Rebel or Rebel. I don't know. What <laughs> uh, that's a shame. That right great. There. Mix mixing together, Rebel. Okay, so Rebel comes out, okay. crutched. Send- you know, like crutched in quotation marks, because you only had who only comes out with one crutch. Come on, if you're in crutches, you come out with two. That the, the one crutch thing is is it's dumb. <laughs> like it could be if like, you're gonna sell you know, the injury, sell the a injury. cane. Yeah, like a cane. Kyle, why are you she being so critical about it? Because she's selling an injury that's taken her out of a wrestling match. <laughs> come out and make what it did- look. Have it bandaged up. Maybe she's in like the Britt Baker wheelchair that Britt had last summer. Like make it look good. <laughs> You know what I she mean? She doesn't want her to touch that. That's her own property. This did Corona, man. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm not even going to go into how dumb that was. I'm just going to skip over that. She's going to just go right by that. Um, anyway, so she announces that they, got, they found a suitable replacement. So us, and I like, guarantee us collectively here, we're sitting there going and list, trying to wait for Deanna Perrazzo's music to hit. Instead, we got some, like, I'm just saying, because I'm, I'm, I'm a mark and I'm a, I'm, I'm a simp. We got something way better because Maki Ito comes out and the whole place exploded. I marked the shit. I marked the hell out seeing Maki Ito because I did not think she was going to be there. That was a massive surprise. Again, like I said before, or I think I might have said this off camera. I think they should have done this with Christian, but we'll get into that later. But Maki Ito just showing up and doing her little concert thing. Um, 
wow, I was losing my shit. I'm like, okay, Maki Ito's here. This is fantastic. And they actually had a very good match, a very good tag team match, um, which, again, I'm sitting there watching this match, and then I watched the women's match later, and I'm like, why didn't they do – why Why isn't Britt Baker in the title match? I'm going, this was the time to do it. Like this <laughs> – after watching both matches, I'm like, oh, we could have had Britt Baker this time. I know there's the long build, whatever it is, a double or nothing. We could have had Britt Baker in this match, in the in the title match. I'm like, this was just – come on. <laughs> I was just – I didn't – I didn't sit there go, just shrugging, going, uh. But this match was fantastic. It was great. Thunder Rosa, Riho, Britt, and, and and I guess like Britt and Maki are just like best friends now because <laughs> like we saw later that they came out when we were helping each other. Um, but uh, Britt Baker and uh, Maki Ito ended up getting the win. which just like this was the one match that I won. So there's another match that Tiff won, and that's why we tied. Yeah. It all came down to those two matches. So. It, always, it always comes down to that. But uh, what do you think of this match? I I really enjoyed this match. Um, I like the different styles of wrestling that we got. So it was very very different, and it showcased what we needed to showcase, which I loved. And I was like, damn! I said we're getting like, it seemed like so the pay, so the buy-in started like seven thirty. It started like a few minutes later, and then it literally like ended like right before eight o'clock. So there you go, guys. For all the people that were complaining that we weren't getting enough women's wrestling, like we got women's wrestling, and this was like worth to watch the full whatever like twenty five minutes of it, if that's what it was, like twenty five or a little less than like. 25 minutes but i enjoyed the hell out of this match i want i like oh man so good i just like think it makes me want to watch like stardom <laughs> more to be honest with you yeah. um, i did notice that the joshi wrestling is not for everybody i see a lot of people yeah. still not yeah. like, knocking it and it does suck but again aw's trying to i said this before aw's trying to be their own women's division i feel like they're trying to they're trying to have an identity and if right. I if one of those identity is the Joshi style of wrestling, let them do it. They're trying to be different from everyone else. And if it's going to take introducing Joshi wrestling and gaining a new audience with them, let them do it. Right. Trial and error. Like uh, people are so judgmental, so quick before yeah. even letting them like blossom. Like <laughs> you see one match, oh I freaking hate it. Throw it away. No. <laughs> Don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, Kimmy, what'd you think of this match? I thought this was great. I thought it, I was like, wow, we're getting tag teams within the first hour because right. it went from this to the title match to the battle royal. It set the expectation for me for the pay-per-view. And I still have my opinion that this should not have been on the buy-in. It should have been the Miro Saban match should have been on the buy-in because that was just so stupid. Oh, that was, I oh, will get to that when we get to that. Um, <laughs> which we'll get into actually is right. The next thing we're going to talk about is Perfect. Uh, uh, Miro and Kip Sabian against Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. My God, was this... When I say dynamite matches, this was a straight-up dynamite match. Like, it was a oh dark my match. God. Stop it. It was a dark match. I <laughs> had zero... Not even a dynamite match. I had zero dark interest match. watching this. I was like, okay, yeah. like, I want, didn't want to pull my phone out at all throughout this pay-per-view to go on Twitter. I did. <laughs> and start scrolling <laughs> through Twitter during this match. Like, okay, like, I, uh, no one really cares about this storyline. And I, I'm, I'm sorry to you, Miro, Kip Sabian, Orange Cassidy, and Chuck Taylor fans out there. Like, this just did nothing for the general audience watching this match. It could have done, they could have ended this feud on Dynamite this week and it would have been okay. Yeah. This was not oh, pay per view level. Well, was, you know what? I think it was more scarier with like Chuck with the freaking, like, going through the, the window and getting like cut 
bad. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I was like crap. I was like, see, this is deathmatch worthy. Um, but like I was like, fuck, I was like, damn, that's shit. But yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of people that like this storyline just you know, it wasn't catchy. I don't know what, you know, I guess the question is what could they do to make them more interesting? Like I hope it's done. Like I No, hope- I believe it's done now, but like we're gonna get what- one more match out of it. We're gonna get no. we're, we're getting I don't mean out of paper. I mean like this Wednesday, we're probably gonna get the last match out of it. And it's no. gonna be fine. It's gonna be Kip getting pissed at Miro because he because Miro pushed Orange Cassidy Penelope. purposely into Penelope Ford just to win the match. So we know that the the seed's been planted there. But I guarantee you we're gonna get at least one more match. It's gonna be like a one on one match. It's gonna be Orange Cassidy against Kip Sabian one on one because you know Kip's pissed at Orange Cassidy for knocking her over even though it was Miro's okay. fault as long as it's that and not like continuing the feud with like best no, friends got, like, like Miro is like, set you know, to go man send this guy into a yeah. freaking tirade now he's yeah he's pissed go after the TNT belt like, at, exactly. the pay-per-view. like that was a good thing that we could pick out of this Miro was pissed off and he yeah. just beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor backstage, threw them out on the stage like Lance Archer in the beginning of the match, and just beat the crap out of both of them the entire match. Like, oh my god! The- Can you imagine Nero and and Lance Archer as a tag team? Like oh. everybody dies. Like oh my god! <laughs> it's 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 amazing, but I think we have too many damn teams. <laughs> We After watching that battle royal, I'm like, hey, we have too many teams. No more makeshift teams okay. anymore. <laughs> this was brought up last night since we're talking about tag teams, but I think AEW, their roster is so good when like so stacked with tag team. You can dedicate a whole pay-per-view just to tag team. Just watch the battle royal. You can see how many teams you have. <laughs> yeah, but it's all like, you know, the, the problem about with battle royals, right, is that you get a few seconds in the ring. I've had these with interviews with wrestlers that I've had on the podcast before. They say the same thing. You get like a little few second spotlight and then that's it right like you're in the match but you can't really focus on it but if you could dedicate a whole pay-per-view to tag team wrestling aew wins it absolutely 100 they should just do the crockett cup yeah. as a pay-per-view there you go yeah. what are we waiting for I, give it to us tony it's got to be in the works and i will shout out to uh bill who brought that up in the chat now and he also called maki ito in the pre-show in our, on our on uh, the bob culture podcast prediction so Shout out to you, Bill, for uh, for that. But yeah, we'll talk about the casino ba- tag team battle royal here. Because uh, oh yeah, by the way, we got none of those picks right, and Sammy, <laughs> Sammy didn't. Sammy didn't either because he picked Orange Cassie and Chuck Taylor as well. Um, casino tag team battle royal. Okay, lot of there are a lot of teams in this match. I'm not gonna say here name every team because there's right. 15 teams. There are 30 people in this match. It's a lot. <laughs> so- Why I'm like sitting there going, oh my god, didn't like I knew we had a lot of tag teams, but Jesus. Yeah. a lot of freaking teams i just Man. don't understand how the dark order had three teams and none of them they won still lost yeah like that was at least they made yeah. they made note of it in bt and it was fun but they're so over like i can't I keep pressing they're so over okay. like, i can't wait for the day that they you know like get the belts they're over and they're over at getting caught doing bot like did you see what evil uno did with the whole marco stunt thing yeah. That was so bad. So, oh my god! They brought it up on BT today, and it was really quickly. Like they're they're all like arguing, they're all like yelling at each other about like how they all lost, and then they're like, "Uno, what the hell were you doing? What the heck was that?" And all you hear is Stu Grayson go, "Oh, I know the ring was slippery. That's why you slipped." 
Nakazawa, guys. Oh, yeah. man. He just... just strikes again. <laughs> oh, BT was great. If anyone missed BT today, please go watch because Maki yeah. Ito made an appearance and it was probably the yeah. best thing I've ever we'll, seen. Uh, we'll touch base Thursday on Thursday's yeah. episode. Um, the Casino, ba- Casino ba- Tag Team Battle Royal. I like the concept. I like that Royal Rumble concept yeah. with the, the tag teams. I think that it worked. It ve- The match flowed really well. Like, I didn't think there was any anything in the match that didn't work necessarily. They, they, they picked the right two people to end the match off with Jungle Boy and, and Ray Phoenix. Your future, your two future teams in, in this whole tag team division, you have the Lucha Brothers or a.k.a. like the Death Triangle and, 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 the, and the Jurassic Express. And th- those two guys, man, I want to see those two go out at one-on-one again, like in, in more matches because Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix are like almost identical in wrestling styles and they just they just click. In right. the ring. And, oh, man, I thought for sure Jurassic Express was going to win. That place was ready to explode if Jungle Boy won. You could feel the tension. Oh, like, my God. It, yeah. But good for, like, Death Triangle, too. Like, this this all, uh, <sighs> whoever they choose. If it's Pac and, and, uh, and Ray Phoenix. Right. Or if, I don't know if they're doing a Freebird rule with that. I don't know if, like, Pac goes, okay, Penta, you can take my place or whatever. But either way. We're gonna get Young Bucks against Pac and Phoenix. I'm 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 feeling like, and oh my god, that's gonna be an insane match. Whenever that is, I really husband. Hope they, I really hope they save that. Give me more bridges from husband. Okay, <laughs> give it to me. All right, just give it to me. All right, but you know, I I was like shocked because I still feel that Pac belongs in the AW title picture. I'm still going to sit here. I'm going to preach it. Like, it's weird that he's in tag team. I mean, I'm for it, but I still think that he belongs in the title pitcher. Also, let's bring this up. Bear Country looked great. I'm, like, reading yeah. off of the stuff that's going on in the chat. And, um, yeah, QT turning, like, what, we got, like, a heel turn coming on here? With, was, uh, I was so confused. I was like, what is going on here? Like, like that I get it. Dustin's like, oh, how do you like eliminate our people? And it's like, but um, hello, we're trying to go for the tat, you know, the titles. So it makes absolute sense. So I bust out laughing. I was like, this is great. I was like, this is storytelling. This is stories that we got all these new feuds happening because of this battle royal. So at this point, does it really matter if QT leaves? Like, how many people are in the Nightmare family? Like, Jesus, like a hundred million. Like, <laughs> I feel like half the roster is inside the Nightmare family. So if QT leaves, eh. Just forget about it. Who cares? Like, bye. See you later. Go fix more of your hair extensions. See you later. I will also say I like the spot where Phoenix went through the ropes and Aubrey was trying to be like, oh, he went oh, over the top ropes. Yes. And yes. Utah was like, no, no, okay, no, no. Poor Rick Knox. Okay, he's old. Like, give this guy a break, man. Maybe Ray Phoenix moves at like 100 miles an hour. Okay? Like, it's not our, it's not Rick Knox's fault that he missed that. Leave the old man alone. We had him, we had him on here as an interview in early episodes. He's yeah. such a nice, nice, nice man. We met him at Full Gear. We did. He's such so a nice sweet. guy. Leave Rick Knox alone. I wasn't judging Rick Knox. I was just talking about how I enjoyed the spot. No, it was a great spot. It was. It was like that so was important. Crazy. I think I think it was so important in this. Like it's something that you wouldn't really think of that you're like, yeah, that's right. You call it right through the line. <laughs> but this was a great match. Like there was everyone kind of had their opportunity to get a spot in. And it all it all flowed nicely. Um, I thought Top Flight were supposed to be in this, were they not? And I didn't see them at all because I, I remember the original graphic. The original graphic had Top Flight in it. Maybe something happened. Well, they they kept on changing it too. Yeah, yeah. I have. You know how it is. Here. Subject to change. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, the original graphic I have up here has Private Party, Top Flight, Butcher and the Blade, Proud and Powerful, Evil Uno and Grayson, Silver and Reynolds, and Bear Country. Yeah. And that was before they announced there's 15 teams. Right. Top, looks like Bill says Top Flight were pulled. So. Yeah. Poor guys, but they're young, man. Those guys are like the future, future. Like, I think they're both like, what are they, 21, 22? Like, those kids are... They got a long ways ahead of themselves. Anyways, um, yeah, Battle Royale was great. I mean, we all three of us on their predictions picked Proud and Powerful because we thought that they're kind of going that direction, but we opened up Santina. with the tag team match. and Santina yeah, Santina. made there. <laughs> um, we, we opened up with the tag team championship match, and as soon as I saw Young Bucks win, I'm like, okay, well, there goes my pick. I knew exactly that Proud and Powerful were not going to win. And Trent, they got eliminated early, too. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. But that's – but well, that's why I believe that on Wednesday they go bye bye from Inner Circle. I think you're you're right because I, according to a friend of me and Tiff's, our friend Jerry, JD from New York, who has a podcast in the internet wrestling community, he does a he actually has a new show called, uh, oh my god, I'm gonna botch it, something in connoisseurs. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a new like YouTube show where they drink like different kinds of whiskey and talk about wrestling and Ortiz was on his last episode. And he actually mentioned to Jerry that some big things are about to happen to proud and powerful and to, to look out for them in the next couple of weeks. So like to hear that very much like to hear that proud and powerful are going to be hopefully I'm assuming this, this like war council that they're doing on dynamite this week is going to be the implosion of, of it all. It's just the signs are all pointing to, you know, Chris Jericho, out because MJF made a massive hint in that backstage segment that things new need to change. So this to any inner circle fans, if there is any out there, like this is going to be the end of inner circle this Wednesday on dynamite. So best be prepared. So we'll move on here. I've been prepared. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Tiff face of the revolution ladder match. Um, Again, I'm not trying to – don't take this the wrong way, you two and everybody else. This was not their best ladder match. I thought it was good, but it wasn't their best. There, It was just, nah, it was okay. It was a good ladder match. There wasn't – this didn't top any – like, still their best ladder match to this day is the one that Tiff's seen live at All Out with the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks. That match – I'll go back and watch that ladder match like 100 times. Like, that, yes. it, that was so damn good. I want to watch it now. <laughs> it was so good. All right, guys. That might have been the Bye. match of the pay-per-view. <laughs> um, but we had Scorpio Sky, Lance Archer, Pentagon Jr., Max Caster, who had a very, very cool – that was a very cool thing to do to let him lead the entrances and come out just spitting fire. Man, he, I, he's got – he has something here with these these rap things. I've seen a lot of people not with it, but when Max int- does a lot of pop culture references in his raps, which are really like bars – so I'm all for it, and I, I hope this continues. Um, and then Cody Rhodes, who Tiff hates, and the TBA I don't hate him. announced superstar. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, who ended up being Ethan Page, all ego. Ethan Page making his uh, AEW debut, and they put they put that Ethan Page's all elite and his shirt out so fast because as soon as I opened Twitter, both of them were already up, and the match wasn't even done yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So that was so a, that's a big games. signing by AEW. Big. Oh man, they've been wanting Ethan Page for like ever, and he's been so quiet. And it's yeah. just like, oh my god. Can I tell you that 
my best friend Brad trolled the shit out of me last night with this match. <laughs> Do you know? I was text. Shout out to Queen of Any. I text her. I go, come get your friend. And she goes, that's your friend. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so what happened? Every time that like Cody was around, he's like, oh, Cody's gonna win. And then and then when he went into the tunnel, he goes, he's not fully in the tunnel. He's gonna have all this time to rest. Okay, and he's can we talk come. about that? Why, <laughs> why was, was he in the tunnel? Say, why was he in the I, tunnel? I thought he was gonna pull like what Rollins did at the Rumble and just like rest on the outside for 15 million minutes and come back in, push Scorpio off the ladder and win the whole thing. And I was like, please don't do that because I'm gonna be really angry. Hold up, and thank God it didn't happen. We're missing something here. Why the hell was Cody in the tunnel for that long? Why did he not go to the back? <laughs> Why is Cody in this? <laughs> but, uh, do you not? Do you not? Did, did you not have these questions? I'm sitting there like watching this match and seeing Cody. <laughs> Halfway in a tunnel, doing the whole oh, looking down and looking back at the match, and then looking I down question, and then looking I back question. at the match. Like, go to? Are you going to the back? Are you going to the like? What's going on here? Are you going to the back to get checked out by medical? Like, what's going on? Like, why are you sitting halfway in the tunnel? But you know what I mean. If it was for a short amount of time, I would have no problem with it. But because he was literally sitting there for like 15 minutes in the tunnel, I'm like, what is happening right now? Why are you watching from the tunnel? And it just looks awkward because the other three medical people that were with him. We're sitting there watching the match. They weren't even looking at Cody. <laughs> I'm like, is he hurt or not? What's going on over there? <laughs> he was debating about if he wanted to go to catering or not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just ultra confused by that. Okay, what's I, going on? Uh, but that the, was just bad. The match was good. Match was very good. Right. Um, a lot can of cool talk, spots. Can we talk about the brass ring? Like the oh. jokes that we were making last night? You mean night? the giant Cheerio? That, not only that, it looked like... <laughs> you know <laughs> I've seen a lot, Tiff. I've seen a lot what people thought. It looked it looked like, you know, the donut that the people sit on yeah. when they have hemorrhoids. I've seen that floating around on Twitter today. It's I've the actually, Sonic the Hedgehog ring. Yep. I've actually seen someone take the picture of the brass ring and literally put it next to an ad for the hemorrhoid donuts and it literally was the same exact color. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. Did they actually put up a hemorrhoid cream up there or a hemorrhoid ring up there? <laughs> Bill, he said it was a life preserver. <laughs> life preserver, you know, just giant. I thought I'm very Canadian, so like Cheerios are a big thing up here. I don't know oh, why shit. it is, but I just thought Cheerio instantly. I'm like, hey, oh, I didn't God. expect it to be that. Okay, if it was a ring, sure, but I, I feel like it was a little bit too thick. <laughs> it looked very, very inflated. That's what she said. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, did that. Okay, Michael Scott's out there. Come on, go ahead. Go nuts with that. Um, but anyways, let's talk about the match. Let's, let's forget oh, about. So let's forget about the the butt ring. Let's just leave it up there and talk about the match itself. Okay, and let's stop talking about hemorrhoids. No, we're not doing a hemorrhoid podcast. It's not the all hemorrhoid podcast. Well, we're trying to get like sponsored by like a hemorrhoid cream. This is the Ollie podcast. Spencer, spon- I know. What's a hemorrhoid cream? Preparation H. <laughs> Why is this a thing? <laughs> okay, I got this. The match was fantastic. Thank you. I man. loved it. I think there were a lot of great spots here. I don't know why Lance Archer's trying to take the red out of his hair, though. Like, what is this yeah, green? green. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and Kyle, um, I hope you enjoyed that Jake Roberts fight. Oh <laughs> yeah, I saw <laughs> Kyle too. <laughs> enjoyed. I was fearful of his life. Okay. 
I'm like, of all people to do a spot to in Pentagon or a Phoenix, I'm like, or yeah, Pentagon. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> hey, why they make a pull a clothesline? Did you see that? Did you see all three referees ran to him as soon as he hit the ground? I'm like, hey, yeah, he's dead. Could we like pull out the body bag, zip it up, right, he's done. We need to get him a new wardrobe, like seriously. need to get him off a TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, he does what has he done for Lance Archer lately? Nothing. Exactly. So why the hell is he still here? I don't know. They're just waiting for him to have a heart attack live on TV, and then they're gonna get Stop. so much bad don't publicity. Say that. Knock on wood, like seriously. Like, I, I will knock wood. I'm just that. saying, like I don't want. I love the guy, so I don't want him to be on TV. Oh my god, I'm literally crying. I am running. And I'm, I'm mostly. I know, like I'm talking about his life too, but I'm also talking about storyline. Like he may, he does nothing for Lance Archer. Lance Archer can take care of himself and talk. You know, if they're not going to do anything with with, uh, with 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 Jake and not do any more promos, why is he sticking around? Oh, There's no aura with Jake Roberts with him around now. I'm surprised he, like Lance Archer hasn't attacked Jake Roberts just for no reason. Well, that's going to be That's way coming. Worse. That's coming. Don't you know that? Stop that's coming. That. No, because I don't want that to happen. I'm not going to be looking at the TV if it happens. <laughs> That's when mute the, the TV. I don't want to know. The snake's gonna come out, Kyle. Like <laughs> it's up there with Abaddon, where things I don't want to watch and see on the TV. Stop with Abaddon. You know, like why I wasn't can't... she in this shit? Like good, good, good. 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 What do you mean good? No, why? A, because there's nothing good for her right now. When there's something good, they'll book her. B, I don't want nightmares. I didn't have nightmares going to bed last night, so it's a good thing. Oh, you didn't have nightmares from the people that came out with like. No, I had PTSD from watching Jake Roberts fall to the ground. That's what I had. <laughs> Anyways, match itself. Again, like Kimmy said, very good match. Everyone had a really good spot. Cody did look like he was going to win. Like, I thought he was going to win at the end there. And you, did you hear when he ran back out of the tunnel how many boos he got from the crowd? So it's not just us here that good. think the same. This is everybody good. that thinks the same. Cody just needs to go away for a while. I think Brandy and. and and is about to pop just like uh, Renee yeah. back there. So I, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see Cody and Moxley for a good chunk of this year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but good for Scorpio Sky for winning. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Don't laugh. Matt Awesome just wrote a chat. He was testing out the new life alert. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. I think the right person won the match, though. I'm yes. happy no, that's what I was saying. Yes, yeah. 100%. 100%. Go, ahead, go ahead, Kimmy. We need to let you talk more. Oh, okay. It's my show now. No, I'm just like, I feel like we, we cut you off a lot. Listen, I like between me being the crazy New York, well, she's in New Yorker too, but like I'm from Queens, so I'm like, I give no fuck. So like jump in, Kimmy. Just just cut us all off. Okay, I'll yell at everybody. Let's do it. Um, I thought the right person won. I thought Paige had a really good showing, too. I just thought the match overall was really good, and I'm happy no one died, especially Jake Roberts. Yeah. Man, we can stop talking about Jake Roberts anytime now. All right, all right. No, Scorpio Sky, like, again, our picks. Like, I'm so I'm so glad. Like, yeah, I'm, Tiff, I'm this is where you won. This is where you yeah, won in the picks. I, I won this one because I said that we needed to push Scorpio Sky. It's the right person, and I'm ready for this, and I'm ready to see him with the, the TNT title. We'll see, or, or else he's going 0-2 for TNT Championships this Wednesday if he loses because he lost it against Cody, could lose it against Darby, but who knows what's going on with Darby because there hasn't been a clear 
There hasn't been a clear indication if he's seriously hurt or not because the 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 cinematic match was filmed way before Tony Khan brought up what he brought up on the podcast this week. I guess it was filmed last Sunday, the cinematic match. So um, we'll see what happens with Darby this coming Wednesday. Um, but yeah, good for Scorpio Sky, man. The guy is well-deserved. He deserves another run. Good. Very yeah. good talker. Very good wrestler. I mean, it's sky, pun intended, the sky's the limit with this guy. So we'll see what happens. Um, Hangman Page against okay, so we talk, briefly talked about this. Hangman Page and Matt Hardy, big money match, just didn't do it for anybody. Didn't do it for me. It just, it's not really a good match, especially when there was no like. I, my biggest gripe with this, and I heard it from a lot of podcasters, that there might have should have been like an envelope exchange of something at the end of this match. You know what I mean? Like, like how do we know? Yeah, that right. that Hangman actually won some money here we're just gonna go by oh yeah for sure matt's gonna pay him that's all we're going by so then why was this but but then then why was this match on pay-per-view then this wasn't this you don't buy a pay-per-view for this then this is i can't explain every single booking i'm just saying that but i'm saying if i'm booking a pay-per-view i'm not putting this on pay-per-view because this is just this is a story you're building on dynamite and you save hangman when he has a pay-per-view worthy match good match storytelling was there but again, it just it didn't live up to pay per view hype. I wasn't hyped for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. Um, the it only had thing, its good moments, but it was it was a little too long. Yeah. The only thing that mattered is when the Dark Order came out, yep. helped Paige up, yep. shot Larry. That was the only thing that mattered. How do you not laugh like every time that they catch him and then throw him back into the ring? It's just such a good pairing, but unfortunately, I don't think Hangman's ever going to join the Dark Order. It's going to come close. I think I can just see them going to a mutual friendship level. Someone else is going to be a leader with Dark Order eventually. You know, it's too early right now. Everyone's wanting, like, Hangman to be the leader or there's going to be a leader. It's too early right now. We're too... They're they're good as a, as a, as a group right now without a leader. They're all leader. They're all leader of the Dark Order. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll keep it at that. So let's talk about the, the street fight that we got, the cinematic, amazing street fight. And it, you mean the Hollywood music video scary movie thing? Yeah, and call me nitpicky Kyle again. Um, I think this match could have done without the commentary. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that. I like Taz, though, because Taz made it interesting. I like that Taz wasn't there. Yeah, definitely. Kimmy, you, I, got, I you can do crazy stuff with your feet there. That was nuts. I don't know how you got That was feet. not me. That was my roommate. I don't, I don't know how you got your feet to oh, just... Bye. <laughs> to turn like that that's just you're incredible acrobatic thank you my half a year of gymnastics really paid off there okay anyways um <laughs> back to the cinematic match yeah um if you think back to matt hardy's cinematic match oh right my God. there was no commentary at all through that there was like comments once in a while right and the, the you let the cinematic match tell itself with the music and everything you could i, I pay i love that this one, it was great, but I felt like there was too much talking at times, and I it was, it was hard to like really take in everything from that cinematic match. I bet you, if you had some crazy music playing while the match was muted, and you rewatch it back, it would be a lot better. Just, well, I mean, this. They to start, JR didn't even have a voice to start the show. Yeah, I Talk heard, about commentary. Okay, I actually tweets. heard that he had uh, had bad allergies. So that was, that's, you know, poor oh JR. My God. The tweets bad. that they were saying to send but What do you mean like- bad allergies, Kimmy? What the hell is he doing with his voice if he's not, do- if he's not commentating? <laughs> what 
can I can't explain every single thing Jr. does in his life. Too many too many interviews. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Jr. is getting interviewed by Forbes every day. If if AW can afford some damn snow, they can afford some freaking holes or like something like that for JR. Anyways, this match was the cinematic match was fantastic. That was so well done. The environment they picked, the entrances of both teams was so good. Even the Sting and Darby one with the all the people in the masks. I'm like, oh, this is some purge shit right here. This is some crazy level awesomeness. Like it was so good. And if we talk about the one spot of Brian Cage and the strength of this guy, literally deadlifting oh or God. stalling suplex lifting Darby and walking up the stairs. <laughs> like, what? If anyone knows anything about lifting, that is incredible. And you need a lot of strength to do that. Like, I know Darby's like, you know, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet, but my God, that's like... That is incredible. Like, Brian Cage is an absolute beast. And Sting, for the most part, I could tell I was looking very hard to see it when the the stunt double makes his appearance. I knew there was a stunt double in this match. And I saw the, the two times he appeared the stunt double. And it's unfortunate because the stunt double had a little bit shorter hair than Sting. But looked very good. Looked very identical. And he was a little bit skinnier. Like, not as broad as Sting is in the shoulders. So I could tell when the, the stunt double was there. But for the most part, Sting took a lot of the abuse. Like, he was in a lot of scenes, and I, I give him full credit. Cinematic or not, this was very, very well done. I enjoyed every bit of that. Yeah. It, it's like I said on Twitter last night, um, Tony Khan watched the Boneyard match and said, hold my checkbook, we could do this yep. way better. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. Oh, my God, so good. And even, like, the see the all the positive that I was seeing on, on social with it as well. Like, Oh my God. Even like the wrestlers, like that they knew where it was being filmed and where was this undisclosed location with a random wrestling ring in it? I thought it was in Atlanta, but I don't know how true that is. Whatever it was, they were like, okay, you can use the building and smash whatever you want because Darby smashed you a random glass door. There was the big giant spot at the end where I'm like, Oh my God. Like, that was insane. You saw the how fast Darby caught speed <laughs> and when everything imploded. That was incredible. Maybe Darby got maybe that's why. Maybe Darby got actually hurt doing that spot. That's what I was trying to put two and two together. I'm like, if this was filmed before what Tony Khan said about Darby's uh, you know, making it out of the street right. fight, maybe Darby got hurt filming that spot because he jumped from, did, yeah. from a very mm-hmm. high distance. It's just going to catch up to him one day, all these all crazy time. stunts that he's doing. Like, he's so young. Uh, we beat like, Sammy in that he... pick. We both went with yeah. Sting and Darby. He went with Team Taz. So, ha, Sammy. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, um, we talked briefly about it. We'll finish talking about it. What did you guys think of the, the tag team title match that opened up the show? I loved it. I thought it really continued what was on the buy and it continued the pacing of what I thought was going to be a great structured pay-per-view. I was like, but can't talk. I was shocked that Sammy didn't come out. Yep. I was like, wow. But he was very active on Twitter. He was like, ha ha, they lost. Why? And then when they did the backstage segment, why are they still talking? So I was like, why is he not here? Why? Yeah. Why is Sammy not here? It's either he's injured or something COVID related because there's no reason why he shouldn't be here. Like I, you should have made, you should have made, hopefully Wednesday we'll see him. 
They said inner circle war. No, thing, I think so. it has to do with that whole stuff that they were saying that he wasn't uh, some of the things that they had like pulled him off some stuff because of things with like impact that he was like very vocal. Oh, Remember that whole yeah. thing like that? Oh, that yeah. I heard like that Tony wasn't happy. So they probably like in a little timeout, maybe that that's probably like going on. That's what I was assuming. But why he didn't. I mean, since he didn't show up, like you said, in the tag team, because that's what yeah. I thought. I was like, all right, he's going to. I was like, I'm loving my pick that I would love for him to come in with like Wardlow into the tag team. So, so I was like, ah, of Wardlow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, come on. But you get where I was going. Yeah, at. I do. Like, I just so, you yeah. get where I was going. at. It like, just I'm be a random quick turn. It'd be it like would a random have been quick awesome. turn. Yeah, no, but it, it, it would have made sense. Right. Um, After like kind of like getting hit by Jericho. And everything like what do you think of the match of the tag team i i love i mean look you can't have a bad match with like the young bucks like i just they really are they just they are the best in the world they (laughs) are the best in the world like they really really are like i i enjoyed it i mean like whatever with mjf i'm sitting there laughing last night at a lot of his robe i just started cracking up about because it's just i'm not going to talk about the thoughts that i had in my head with it but you know like but no it was it was it was a really good opener right mm-hmm. like i just feel like a lot of like the flow of how the pay-per-view went we had the tag team then we had another tag team and then and then we went straight into the battle royale and i was like wow i didn't expect the battle royale to be right after this right. um Where i thought was it was buck yeah i was wondering that too i was hoping for like a super kick or something just i don't know but it's they're at ringside because I saw them hugging someone at ringside. So, but they didn't really show them. So I'm not sure. So what was going Dana on. was there. Dana. Yeah, it was Dana's oh, Dana. Matt's wife. Did, did so I heard that Papa Buck wanted to blade for that. You know, for this past that that skit <laughs> that they did that he really wanted to blade that he didn't want to do the fake blood because he always wanted to blade, but the young bucks wouldn't let him oh, do Papa it. Oh, Papa Buck. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Great. So I thought it was good, but uh. Again, nothing's going to be their their tag team match title match from last year. I, I didn't expect this to even top it. It's still right. good for a decent opening. Um, I'm still I'm going to point out the elephant in the room. I think Jericho was very very much winding down though, because yeah. there were times where he was struggling to keep up, and I'm like, he's going to have to. It's going to be tough for him as he gets now older and he progresses more, and these young guys are looking to make a name for themselves and he wants to be the one to put them over, it's going to be tough for him to keep trying to catch up every single time. And eventually it's going to come across as not that great. The name's going to be there, but the match itself is going to fall short because he's going to be behind. So I hope, you know, he's slowly transitioning into a more part-time role where we see him just wrestle on pay-per-views and no dynamites. And, you know, he's more of a part-time guy, more commentary, do his thing with Fozzie, whatever it is. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, let's talk about the AW Women's Championship match, the World Championship match. Uh, Karushita, Ryu Mizunami. Um, okay, uh, good match. A little long, but good match. Like there was, I feel like there's a little bit too many unnecessary near finishes. I think they could have maybe cut that in half. Yeah, because you kind of need to save that for a match that has a story along with it to make it that good because they're doing a lot of near finishes for a match that really doesn't have a story, but a tournament finals. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, okay, great. You're making, you're making it look like you're still making Sheeta look really good. And you're making Ryu Mizunami look really good because they're really high on her. It was a little bit too long though, but I did, I did enjoy the match. Ryu Mizunami can be a really big star. Like she's got the look, she's got the charisma. 
she's my got God. the entrance. Like she's got everything. So I think, and they have her signed. So they, she's a good hand to have. And Sheeta, Sheeta, she has been dominant since she's gotten that title. Like she's right. not, she hasn't looked weak once in her entire title reign. So like whoever's going to take the belt off her is going to mean it's going to be a big deal. And if it's Baker, it's, it's going to be it's a great big deal great. for Baker yeah. because Sheeta is looking like nothing's going to stop her now. And that's right. what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. So good match. I thought it was good. That's all I got. That's all I got yeah. with that. So too long. Yeah, it was a little too long. That's okay. But it was good. It, it was different. It gave us something different that we weren't used to. And that's what I liked. It wasn't, um, I think we were all getting upset. We were like, okay, we're going to see Sheeta versus Nyla Rose again. Um, so I'm kind of glad that we got something completely different on the pay-per-view. Great. You know, like different type of match, you know, uh, different type of wrestling than what we're normally used to. So I totally like that about this match, but yeah, I mean, I want Chris Statlander to come back. Maybe Chris Statlander comes back, comes after the title wins. That would be a big like deal. Maybe, but like the way that long way. Yeah. But the, the way that it's going, it just it all fingers point to Britt Baker point like this. <laughs> That's who it's going to be. I don't know what we're waiting for. Like, I know Kyle was telling me, like, when she lost in the tournament, oh, we're waiting for a crowd. But why? Just do it now. Because I feel like they're waiting, and then it's going to be too late. Yeah. I have a feeling it'll be by double or nothing, 100% now. Because you think about it, they were able to get close to the 30% line with the crowd tonight, or last night. By double or nothing with the country, the way your country, your country, the way it's going now, by because now we know double or nothing is going to be in jacksonville and it's gonna be on a sunday again um by then i assume they can probably raise that 30 percent mark they probably you know if if things go great and well they could probably raise that to 50 percent and with more crowd in there it's going to sound that much better so they might not be necessarily ready to travel, but if they can get more crowd into the building with the CDC guidelines, then it's going to be that much more better. So hopefully by then things are, are, are on the on the up. It kind of looks like your country's on the rise. Sucks my country's still way behind, but um, hopefully things get better by then. And, you know, Britt ends up winning the title because I think it's it's now ready. It's like ready to go. Give it to Britt because it'd be great for Thunder, but now with NWA looking like they're getting things back going, I assume we're probably going to get Thunder Rosa less on Dynamite and more on NWA again. Um, same with Serena Deeb because she still has the belt. <laughs> so, yeah. And she's an and AW she roster. Surgery. Yeah, and she's an AW contracted wrestler. <laughs> so, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, this is going to be quick, this next thing we're going to talk about. But, I mean, we still need to talk about it because it's the big talk of the town as well. So... I was wondering why we didn't get Paul White out here. So we caught him earlier in the night giving us a quote-unquote hint, which really wasn't much of a hint. It's like, this person will outwork everyone. It's like, how is that a hint? <laughs> that literally is a catchphrase for the wrestler you introduce, but we didn't know his catchphrase until after he was introduced. <laughs> so how is that a hint? <laughs> That's the point, Kyle. That was the point. Tiff, that's like, like you what? having... I was going to give you a new nickname, right? And I said the nickname to somebody, but didn't tell them it was going to be your new nickname. <laughs> They'd be ultra confused, right? They'd be like, hey, what's that name for? <laughs> well, so they, I know a lot of people... Big Show drops to... the hint, but people are like, what does that mean? <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, oh, give it to us like when it first started. No, like, come on. You got to like, But I thought you Paul know... White was supposed to... Come, like, why didn't he come out and introduce him? I, I was, I was shocked him. by that too. 
But here's the thing. So, okay, we all know who it is. It's Christian Cage. There's no spoilers here. It's Christian Cage. He, he, Christian Cage signed with AEW, 47 years old, yada, yada, yada. He's in great shape now. Still probably has a lot of gas in the tank. It is what it is. He's not here to win the AEW title. Let's all freaking relax. Let's pump the brakes. He's not going to come in here. Still time from Omega, Moxley, whoever it is. He's not coming to steal their time. He's just coming in here to be a hand. You know, he's going to have a couple good matches with people. He's going to, this is kind of like his retirement run. And then he's going to call it quits. Could be a backstage hand after he's done. Anyways, I think they could have gone about this a whole different way, though. Because I really do, I'm with the people that say this was very anticlimactic for the amount of buildup they did. Like, there was too much build for this. Way too much build. I'm not trying to knock Christian in any way. He is, for sure, a Hall of Famer eventually. But they had put too much into this to under-deliver. You don't come out on the Unrestricted Podcast to build it up. You don't go on Busted Open Radio to build it up. You don't come out and not give any kind of other hints and just make the wrestling world put all these crazy theories. All The, the wrestling community has all these crazy theories because of the build they did. If they had not done anything, there would have been no crazy theories. If there was just Tony Khan not saying anything about it on Unrestricted, not saying anything about it on um, on broken, uh, Busted Open Radio... But- and Paul White, not even do anything with Paul White. Paul White just gets announced, whatever, he signed with AEW, doesn't come out and say, oh, I got the breaking scoop, someone's going to sign on Sunday. Not do any of that. And can you imagine how much of a bigger surprise it would have been if Christian Cage just walked out right before the main event, had a contract in his hand, and signed it in the middle of the ring without notice. The crowd would have went insane, and wrestling Twitter would have exploded the correct way. But because you did all that hype... People are like, what the fuck? It's not CM Punk. What the hell? It's not Brock Lesnar. It's not The Rock. It's not whoever they're trying to guess. They under-delivered. And that's not fair to the fans, and especially not Christian. I felt bad for Christian because people were upset, and they were Christian should have got a lot more of a reaction than what he got because he is an incredible wrestler. He is He's one of the greats. I mean, he's not a main eventer, but he's a great you know, where he's at level kind of, I don't want to say mid card because he's a little bit above mid card, but for what he is, he's a great wrestler. I just felt like they kind of under delivered and it just, I didn't feel like it was, they could have gone about this a whole different way. When you put it like that, then yeah, I agree with you on that. And I love the fact of like the surprises that we get. So, I mean, I didn't really pop or anything like that myself. So shout to ruckus, man. They contacted him and said, Tony Khan contacted him. And said, can you do a remixed version of his TNA theme? So Tony Khan loved his TNA, and his TNA theme was great. So basically, Ruckus took his TNA theme and remixed it with the the one Evanescence song. Um, I forget what that song's called, but it was an Evanescence song and remixed it to sound almost exactly like it. And I it sounded great. So good for Ruckus, man. That guy is that guy's fantastic. He's do, he does wonderful work with the themes. My thing is. I don't want to judge it until I see what he does. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone just said punk because that's been rumored for X amount of years. It's because of the hype. And no right. one would have been I'm saying aware. that. No one would have been saying that if there wasn't any hype. Not I'm aware. Right. And I agree with you, but I'm just saying I don't want to judge it until I see what they are doing with Christian. But I'm not then, judging Christian. I'm judging the hype. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Be happy. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. It's a that, rare occurrence. <laughs> Why? Oh, oh, so, you're ta- so you're talking about the people who are judging the yes, judging him. I'm, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, if I people judging are judging Twitter. him, that, 
people are idiots. Like, yes. <laughs> they did not and watch I the also, Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'm also going to say, because you said like, oh, people were disappointed. And I saw a lot of people disappointed that going back to Sting and Darby and the street fight, that it wasn't live. And people were like, I paid to see Sting wrestle live. You didn't tell me it was going to be cinematic and that we were going to watch it on a screen. No Why did you, you tell me live. that? <laughs> you never going to be happy with anything. You know, like just. Oh, I'm aware. Wrestling fans are the most judgmental uh, people, people ever. People were complaining in attendance that they didn't get to see Sting live. Where were you the last 18 weeks before that when he appeared on TV every single goddamn week? <laughs> You're telling me you're upset after not see, after you didn't buy a ticket to any of those dynamites and could see I'm snow falling. I'm reporting what I saw on my Twitter feed. That's what I'm reporting. Yeah, that people people upset about him like are, are sorry judging him before seeing what he's done are in the wrong. I, I I'm you know what I mean and in AW again they 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 went all this about the wrong way. They this would have been a lot better if they just fucking like. Oh, we're, they're, they're getting ready for the match, and all of a sudden the music starts, and you know Jr. and Turner are like, do you know what's going on here? What the hell is this? Why, why is there a countdown? And then Christian Cage comes out, and people are just going, what? Like what? Because as of that point, before Tony Khan said anything, no one was saying that Christian was coming to AEW. Not one person. There was no report. There was no talk. Yeah. There was no nothing. Because only... everyone thought he signed with WWE because exactly. he was all week two. Everyone exactly. was saying, oh, he's re- he is signed. He's going to go to Mania. Because the thing I saw, too, five weeks ago, thinking logically, he was in the final four of the Rumble, and now he jumped ship. Yeah. And him and Edge hugging in the ring, <laughs> that was their goodbye. Yeah, now, now you can see it as a goodbye. So I guess the, 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 the talk is that after the Royal Rumble, uh, Christian, there was a, a contract negotiation with Dutter being Christian. I guess they didn't offer him enough money, so he said, okay, like that's not enough money. It's not what I'm looking for. I'm just going to walk, and it was mutual. They said, okay, well, we can't offer you more at this time, so you know, good luck in your future endeavors. Christian calls Tony Khan. Hey, can you pay me this much to come in? Tony Khan said, yeah, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. Get your <laughs> ass over to Jacksonville. <laughs> how cool, though. I'll pay you. You're like, Can you imagine the Tony Khan, too, like how happy he was? Because he was legit when he said that Christian was one of his favorite wrestlers. Can you imagine him getting that phone call? You Just put yourself in Tony Khan's shoes and how happy you would be that one of your favorite wrestlers of all time calls you and says, I want to be on your show. That's- like Tony Khan must have been like a kid in the candy store when he heard that phone yes. call. Like, he would have been losing his shit and said, yeah, 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 yeah. come on. We're going to, you know. We'll have some great matches with you. He's not. He's not doing what people think they're gonna do. He's not like, oh yeah, yeah, fuck Kenny Omega. We're gonna take the belt off and we're gonna put it on you. No, they're not doing that. <laughs> the guy's forty-seven. He's here to have a year or two run, have a couple good matches with people, and then that's it. He's gonna call it call it a day. Let him do it. Let him have it, guys. And everyone's complaining that the roster's too big. We're about to have three shows a week. <laughs> Oh, and we still have that TNT show. That's what I mean. We're gonna have Rev. We're gonna have Dynamite, the second TNT show, and Dark that for people to appear on. And Elevation. A lot of people that you see on Dynamite now and Dark are gonna be slotted into Elevation because they are up and coming people. They're under that category. They're not Dynamite. They're under that category. Elevation is gonna be NX is gonna be AW's NXT show, which is gonna be fantastic. You're gonna see people that you've seen so far, young talent and young stars from Dark. You're also going to see people you haven't seen yet from the Indies. Tiff, I know, is going to probably see a lot of people she might interview on our channel that are going to start appearing on Elevation. <laughs> so, Maybe. It's, there's going to be enough room. People need to kind of chill the hell out. And if you want to know, it's real easy. 
If you want to know who's actually signed, there's a little website called alleliteWrestling.com slash roster. Right there shows you everybody that's signed to the company. It's not a lot. <laughs> I was triggered. <laughs> I'm just, uh, you have to be triggered when you see these freaking idiots on wrestling Twitter. I was triggered. Oh, this, the last couple of days, like even okay, before last Wednesday, wrestling Twitter was okay. It was tolerable for a little bit. And it's always been like the last couple of days. It's just been like frick, someone hit, hit the hellhole button. <laughs> it just unleashed all the cr- the, the goons. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I can't wait for the new TNT show. I'm very interested to see where they're putting it. If the indi- my if the indications that they're moving the pay per views to Sunday is it going to be Saturday? Is that why they're moving? Well, well, no. Tony said he was only doing it on three day weekends. Yeah. Was this a three day weekend though? No. Well, no, but double or nothing, it's Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Oh. This, this was rough last night, you know, especially if you go to somebody's house. But, yeah, thank God. If you're going to do it, yeah, do it on a three-day weekend. Yeah. Anywho, um, let's talk about the main event. Yes. Ex- exploding barbed wire death match. So I will start with my thoughts here. Um, we did get all the picks right, by the way, obviously, because Kenny Omega retained. Uh, best wrestler in the world. Anyways, um. Tiff, don't take this the wrong way. Please. All right. I want to, I want to hear what you're going to say about this because I know he's going to destroy it. Go ahead. I'm not going to destroy <laughs> it. I'm just going to simply say death matches aren't for me. Okay. Can I, can I just say this? Yeah. That isn't, that isn't like, I don't know. I expected more as being someone that watches mm-hmm. a lot of deathmatch wrestling. Um, me, it's more violent. That was tamed. Just tells me right there I wouldn't like anything more violent because I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. So one other thing. One other thing. I made you sit. Okay. Yeah. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm probably share this episode later. I made Kyle sit and I made him watch two death matches. I made him watch Anthony Gangone versus Matt Tremont at CZW. And I also made him watch our girl Casey Catal versus Jimmy Lloyd. That was death matches. Yeah. So do you remember like some of the death match of like how I those remember those and I remember went? this, but not for me. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I, I can definitely say that there's a lot of people. There's things about death match wrestling that yeah. there's things that skeeve me out still. Um, but I do watch a lot of death match wrestling, but I, I have to tell you guys that I do turn my head a lot, especially during needles and things like that. I don't like, yeah. um, I knew this was going to be the this, AW version of it. But yeah, <laughs> but kudos. Like, I have to say this also is that like, I was seeing a lot of the death match wrestlers and they were talking about this today saying that this was huge for wrestling to have death match wrestling in AEW to main event. Mm-hmm. A, you know a mainstream platform which is huge yeah and yeah. yeah it's not for everybody and that's okay but it was good so. match I, I the match was enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch like the barbed wire bat spot that exploded was really cool i thought that it that unfortunately was the most executed most executed explosion of the entire match which is sad to say um uh, but even the the running of the the rope explosions were really well done too like the the one that was very good is when the the Kenny one when he went on along the right side ropes and that uh, they paid an homage to uh, God I always forget his damn name someone in the chat is gonna correct me I'm gonna feel like an idiot but mm-hmm. they know who I'm talking about um, both of them actually paying homage to the uh, to that guy in their entrances Onita Onita yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so Onita. it was yeah. very very I thought it was a very good match 
Uh, again, though, death matches aren't for me. I think I'd want to see maybe less of them. It doesn't mean that this after this we're going to see death matches every pay-per-view, but they can pull it out and hopefully have a better ending because what we got in the end, I, 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 not only was... Well, before we get to the ending, I have thoughts. Okay. Okay, give us your thoughts. Okay, so I'll say the Good Brothers did tell me on Saturday, they're like, we're just going to run in. I don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to run in. So I'm glad they didn't lie to me. Second thing. I don't know what we're doing. We're just going to go in there and look at each other. <laughs> Second thing. My thing was they showed so much Japanese footage yeah. on this buildup. And I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have so many explosives comparing it to Onita. I talked about this on the Bob Culture podcast. When I was 10, my dad sat me down to watch my first death match. Whether that was a smart parenting decision, I still don't know. <laughs> hey, got to start sometime. But when I saw these explosives, especially the one on the floor, where they literally had the like the pyro next to yeah. like the barbed wire sheet, and it didn't even hit Kenny, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> what about really? Are you talking about like the the paradigm shift from the ring to the ground? Oh my goodness! I was laughing exactly. my ass. I was laughing my ass off at that because I was watching the wrestlers in the background, and I don't know who it was. But as soon as the one explosion went, they all like started running away. And the one guy tripped over himself and fell to the ground. <laughs> if, go back and watch that spot. You'll see him. I think he's off to the right. He trips over himself and falls in the ground. <laughs> and I was I laughing. Do. I was dying. I respect the ref for having the full COVID-19 oh, yeah. tester. Oh, my God. Who was it that put out that tweet about being the COVID um um oh my god what the hell did he say oh no, he looked uh, like he was breaking about to, bad yeah he's like <laughs> he's about to yell 2319 man i was felt like that was coming i i was waiting for that monsters inc reference there for anybody who doesn't know yeah, yeah i got you i get it but i would without the stipulation i thought it was fantastic with what they hyped it up to be what the hell and they did use real like some of the barbed wire they used was real like, it, not all the barbed wire was covered, which I found very interesting because not a lot of companies yes, do yeah. that. But I felt like overall this was a big step because I believe this was the first explosive barbed wire deathmatch in a major company in North America. That's that's huge for AEW. And it, for the most part, it was good. Like, the, the, it, it, we had a lot of good in-ring wrestling, too, at the same time. And it, I was on the edge of my seat in the beginning of the match. They really did a good job to anticipate the first explosion right there's a lot of spots where they had to stop themselves and you're like oh is he gonna go oh is he gonna go what's gonna be like like that was very very well done and like a lot of, i saw people complaining that you know not all four sides were covered and I, i'm glad that the commentary made mention that it's in case their medical team needs to get in there they can't walk through barbed wire to get in there <laughs> they right, need to have right. some area where they can well, walk through We've seen Casey go in like a whole. We've yeah. seen a lot of ICW. So again, that this was it. AW's version of yeah. the death match, and you know this was they they delivered up until the end. In the end, there's a couple of, I guess you call them botches because one was the I felt like from the time the match ended to when the countdown finally appeared on the screen was way too long. Like the beatdown after. It was it was way too long. Like they kept it was almost like the wrestlers were kind of waiting for the countdown to start and like. I'm like sitting there going, like, why do they have this on a timer? Why didn't they just start the countdown right away after the first beatdown? <laughs> I just don't understand why there was no timer at all. Like, they're yeah. like, oh, 30 minutes. And then Tony Giovanni was like, we're at 15. How do you know? You don't yeah. have a stopwatch right next to you, Tony. 
I know you don't, but Don Callis on commentary made the whole thing. I love Don on commentary. He was fantastic, but I was mad there was no counter because we're just going to assume that the time is 30 minutes. Did anyone actually time it? Yeah, it was strange. And then, like, the so we got to talk about the lackluster ending. So the countdown finally goes on the screen. Moxley's stuck in the ring. He's handcuffed. And then Kingston, of all people, this is an interesting story here. <laughs> Out of all people, Kingston is the one to come out. And they – you see, that is smart. That right there is excellent and to the core storytelling, that Kingston's uh, the one to come up to try to save Moxley. That fell short because of what we got after. So Kingston re- realizes we're out of time, covers Moxley. That's another big thing. He wanted to take the blow for Moxley. He put himself yeah. over Moxley, and then we – we got like a lame carnival fireworks show. <laughs> it was the, the Gilbert Sparklers. You have to yeah. get it right, Kyle. The oh, Gilbert Sparklers. So apparently, it looked worse on TV than in person. From footage that we I've seen that from people live in attendance, it looked a lot better and there was a lot more smoke. But from mm-hmm. our angle, it looked a little, it looked bad on TV, and people I were like, love- "What?" I love the people that did a bunch of editing on Twitter. Oh yeah, that they were doing people are fast, most man. Of them, like, let me fix this, and I was just dead. I was like, oh, I was like, my god, that is funny. But oh, I feel bad for AW. I honestly feel bad for AW because no. that was obviously a botch. I feel bad for Eddie. That's who yeah. I feel bad for oh, because John's leaving. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't even get mad about it. I didn't get mad. Moxie had to look like he was dead, and then and then Kingston had to look like he was dead, and for for sparklers. And it's like, hey, I you know we were kids. When you're kids, you hold a sparkler and you run around with them and you create circles in the air, right? How can these two sit there lie dead from sparklers? So it's just like, uh, it's like, uh. listen, there was more explosion in Casey's match with Jimmy yeah. Lloyd. Like, it was serious. a funny botch, though. Like, you, I mean, if you guys can't laugh at this, you really have no soul. No, like, you have to. You have to laugh. It's at a it. funny Look, botch. Give, give credit. I know a lot of people are saying this was really, really violent. Look, they were really safe. Trust me. Like, I, you know, like I've seen really so violent. much. This was really. What were they expecting yeah. of a death match? It wasn't violent. That was violent. I like. Yeah. Death like, match in the, the title. Rope, <laughs> with the like, look, look at the bat, okay? Yeah. The bat that Kenny hit Moxley, okay? You can clearly see he hit him, and then when it was, like, pulled off of him, that's when it exploded. Like, so it's the little things that you can catch that you know that they're being very safe, and then with the water to go into the eyes and everything, like, trust me, like, they're being very, very, you know, very safe. was a cool safe. spot when uh, Mox or Kenny had to lock in the figure four, it was a monster. Kenny was using the barbed wire chair to saw the legs so it would let go of the hold. I thought that was so cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's such a smart tactic. Like, that's the best thing. Like, again, little things like Tiff says that, that make this match good. And again, the explosion at the end, you shouldn't let that ruin your day. Like, it's no, a botch. It, was, it happens. It, it you get fun. over it. You move even, on. <laughs> even if it wasn't a botch. Okay, come on. It was fun. I mean, like I said, I still enjoyed the yeah. whole thing. Again, uh, if you... You know, deathmatch is not for everybody. So I know like it, it, they were going to go all in to do this. And and again, if you want to see something more violent, trust me, there's a lot of more violent deathmatches out there. And then like this isn't going to be a thing that they're going to always do. Yeah. So um, not everybody's into deathmatch wrestling. I mean, if you could see, I interview a lot of wrestlers. A lot of them won't do it. A lot of them want to do it one day. Sometimes it's just a one and done to do. Like there's a lot that you hear about yeah. it. So it's not for everybody, but I could tell you they were very safe yeah. during this. 
So it was a trial and error, you know, it doesn't work for everybody, but Kyle, are you going to get into the character portion of the ending? Um, well, I just wanted to say that again, you can't let this ruin your day and, um, it just, it does suck. And I feel bad for AEW in this case, because the end of the show is the last thing you remember about the pay-per-view. It's always the last thing you remember about the pay-per-view whatever the however the show ends and for it to end like that that kind of sucks for AEW because it was a good it was a good pay-per-view but for it to end like that it's going to make it's going to mean a whole lot when you try to remember back on this pay-per-view and remember the death match in general you're going to you're going to be like okay remember when Mox and Kenny had a death match what's the first thing people are going to say yeah the botched ending of the explosion and you cuz you see all the you watch all the other clips of of when st- people have done stuff like that there's this one Japanese clip where I was like, oh my God, it's like they put like the WWE pyro all the way around the ring and in the ring and then like outside the ring and outside the arena and it all exploded at the same time. And I'm like, oh my God, you couldn't see anything. It was there's smoke everywhere and then like you couldn't see any of the ring or the field that they were on. It was insane. I'm like, damn, like the, I, I, I imagine that they had not something similar, but they are something better planned for what happened. I, I can't imagine that that was the plan to have something lackluster like that. So it kind of sucks, but uh, what do you mean by character ending? No, like remember we talked about before we started how Tony was trying to sell in the scrum. That oh, it yeah, was so part- Tony Khan tried to say that because of what uh, it, it was because Kenny didn't set up. So they're blaming on, on Kenny not being able to set up a death match properly. And like Moxie even got on the mic after there was footage of him saying like, you know, Kenny's a tough son of a bitch, but he can't build a death match for shit. I feel like that's a very, very wrong way to do it. That's a wrong take. You, you, I think the better way would have been for Tony Khan to come out on the presser and say, look, we screwed up. It happens in wrestling. It botches. We move on from it. We learn from our mistakes. It is what it is. I think people would have, you know, kind of appreciated Tony a lot more for to come out and say something like that rather than try to make a storyline out of it. Because I... It just disagree. Doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work with a storyline. It doesn't. Like people, but, people are too smart, Kimmy. People are too smart. I'm for aware, that. but my whole thing is right because now you're going to tr- you're like the plan right now. I'm assuming is they're going to do Eddie versus Kenny, right? I I I don't know. <laughs> I'm assuming that's where we're going to go. Yeah. I feel like by making it into a story that kind of saves you. So it's like, oh, we're just going to blame Kenny because he's the heel. It was said he was going to structure the whole thing. And wrestling is all about the story anyway. So why not make a botch into a story to continue and make it worth something? Yeah, Kimmy, so I Eddie, think it's saving do? them. What is Eddie going to do now? What, do you, what, what people are going to expect him to come out and still sell it? He can't come out and sell it anymore. Well, maybe Eddie's going to be like, you know, I tr- because everyone's asking, like, why Eddie? bitter enemies become best of friends too. Eddie was trying to save his friend because they thought, oh my God, Moxley's going to die. So Eddie could come out on Wednesday with Tony when he explains it and just say, oh, you know, Kenny got me so scared for my friend. How could he do that and be so enraged? And then Don Callis can come out and then you could start that story. Okay, but you're missing it. Kimmy, you're missing it. What is, when, what is Kenny or what is, uh, Eddie's explanation as to how he was knocked out. <laughs> if there was no big explosion, you can't. He, he, he needs scared. to be able to sell it. No, there's there's none of that. That's why you don't make a story out of it. If he, if there's no he way to sell, Kimmy, if there's no way to sell it, you don't make a story out of it. 
It's it's the wrong. You're just gonna. You're, you're just. You're just adding fuel to the fire for people going. Kate, this doesn't make sense. You're you're, well, you're doing a WWE storyline now. <laughs> well, sometimes you gotta do that. No, you don't. Not in this company. <laughs> Good night, Tiff. I'm Bye. just. There's gotta be a story. Like it, it, it. They screwed up with that because now. Now that Tony said that, now Eddie actually has to find a way to sell why he was knocked out. <laughs> and it, he, I don't know how they're going to do that. They're, they're, they're smart. I'm sure they'll come up with a good way. But I think they could have gone that, about that a different way. And just Tony Khan could have came out and said, look, we screwed up. It's wrestling. Like, people are smart. People know that it's not real. So you can't just come out and act like, oh, Kenny just doesn't know how to build a death match. And that's why. And then not mention anything about why Eddie Kingston got knocked out. Like, he didn't say anything about why Eddie Kingston got knocked out. Because they're saving it for Wednesday. I know that, Kimmy, but they, they're, they're, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner now. <laughs> Everyone backs themselves into a corner with wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the main event, starting match, pre-show. You might, be, you, you might be used to that on that other company show. That doesn't happen over here. I'm aware of the occurrence. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. Um... Overall thoughts of pay-per-view, again, like like we said in the beginning, good pay-per-view. I didn't think it was their best pay-per-view. Obviously, some things led to it being a little bit disappointing, but they did a good job provide, doing, again, providing what they have to deal with, with the environment, the um, the crowds and everything. Like, they, the AW's been doing a good job with these pay-per-views. Like, they've they still been worth $50. I'm not sitting here saying I, I wouldn't have paid $50 if I knew the outcomes. I still would have paid it because I love supporting this company. I love the product, and I, st- I still think that was worth the $50 for a pay-per-view. I'm just saying it wasn't the best pay-per-view that they've done good. so far. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and Double or Nothing, again, like what Kimmy said in the beginning of the show, they can only go up from here. I'm sure they're going to be planning Double or Nothing to be just as, like, probably way, way better than than, than this show. Tony Khan's a smart guy. He knows that he's he, he kind of underdelivered on a couple of things with this pay-per-view. He's going to come out full force for Double or Nothing and make it that much better. So we have that to look forward to. Other than that, it's going to wrap it up, guys, for the Revolution Show. We'd like to thank Kimmy from Kimmy Talks Wrestling for joining the show. Kimmy, we're going to give you the the now time to plug your own show here on the podcast. So go ahead. Oh, my God. I feel so honored because when I do this on BCP, Kyle interrupts me. I, I promise I won't. Here, I'll even put my hand on the bell to make sure I don't pick it up. Oh, my God. This is hoop. Okay. So I talk about wrestling, even that other company that Kyle was talking about. So make sure to follow my YouTube channel at Kimmy Talks Wrestling, Twitter at Kimmy underscore WWE, and Instagram at Kimmy Talks Wrestling. And make sure to follow me on Twitter because I have very nice intakes on lots of things that are happening wrestling. And thanks for having me. I had so much fun. And Kyle and I only argued once. Only one. That's that's shocking. (laughs) So you mean mean Kimmy are like Gargano, Ciampa, Moxley, Omega. We have that kind of feud going. Um, but anyways, I'll put her link down in the description below guys for you guys to follow. Go check her out. Kimmy has some great, uh, great stuff on her show. Always a great insight into, uh, that other company. And, uh, you guys should definitely check her out. If, uh, you guys are into that. She even talks about AEW. So check her out for sure. So I do do that. You do, 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 you do, do that. I do do comma do that. Do do that. Okay. Um, as for that, as for this, as for that, I can't even talk anymore. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're following us on social media, liking us on Facebook at All Elite Podcasts. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at All Elite Pod, on Instagram at All Elite Pod as well. If you guys need help with following the correct All Elite Podcast, you can just hit up our link tree on the No Holds Bar Network. It'll take you to all those fun places. You can even check us out on the audio platforms. 
places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Anchor, CastBox, wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you search up the No Holds Barred Network. You will get this fine podcast, the All Elite Podcast, often duplicated, never, or often replicated, never duplicated. And thank you to our audio listeners on Apple. You guys are amazing. Please leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast. Always helps us in the charitable side of things. And lastly, but not least, and certainly not least, thank you very much to Darren from This Wolf for letting us use the song Dead to Me. It is our official theme song of the podcast. He lets us use that song each and every single week and other songs in our network for our other podcasts. Darren, you are our best friend, our you know, you are you are a go-to guy for theme songs. You are amazing. Guys, go check him out on all his socials and his music links. He does amazing stuff over there. So thank you very much, Darren. Other than that, guys, that is going to wrap it up here for the Ollie Podcast. Again, thank you, Kimmy, for joining us. It's been uh, the self-proclaimed greatest host, Kyle Masters, talking about revolution here on the review show. And I'm always joined by my co-host, she's the EVB Kiggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the indies, the lady of the light tubes. That's <laughs> Tiffany. We'll be right back here, guys, on a regular time, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, live here on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. We'll see you next time. Take care. Be safe. Take it easy.